Hello, and welcome to Black Writers Read, a retrospective. My name is Nicole Young-Martin, and I am the founder, producer, and host of this podcast. Over the coming weeks, as we transition to the audio podcast, I will be sharing with you some of my favorite interviews from past episodes of the virtual series of Black Writers Read. Launched on Juneteenth in 2020, Black Writers Read was created as a platform to showcase, celebrate, and honor the words, work, and traditions of Black writers from across the country, across genres, across experiences, and across the African diaspora. Since starting the series, Black Writers Read has hosted over 30 writers from around the country and the globe, including Los Angeles, upstate New York, Vermont, Washington, D.C., Greater Boston, Western Massachusetts, Seattle, Washington, and Portugal, ranging various genres, including memoir, young adult fiction, children's picture books, history, poetry, horror, essays, and creative nonfiction. The live stream series recently wrapped up season two. Beginning with season three, Black Writers Read will be presented as both a live stream series and an audio podcast, first airing the live stream episode online. After the episode has aired, audiences will be able to listen to Black Writers Read from their preferred audio podcast platform. Today is a bonus episode. Typically, I post Black Writers Read episodes every two weeks, but I wanted to take the mic today to share a work in progress. So for those who are just listening for the first time, I myself, Nicole Young-Martin, a producer and host, I am also a writer myself. I'm also Black, so why not take this opportunity to read some of the work that I'm working on? Predominantly, I am a poet and playwright. I am also working on my dissertation. I'm a doctoral student. And recently, I wanted to take a dab into a genre I haven't explored yet. A little over a year ago, I wrote my very first short story, which is still untitled. And I've been working on it, revising it here and there when I had a chance, and also reading it in public when I've performed poetry recently. And I thought, why not share it with the Black Writers Read audience? I would love, 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 love um, to hear your perspectives in terms of what you think of this piece. It is my first short story, um, and it's also... I really wanted to explore young adult writing, so enjoy! Hope and Cherish was named for the future of her parents' dreams. Her mother and dad were fortunate to come from generations of supportive families, yet they themselves were the first to go and graduate from college then on to pursue white-collar jobs. Hope and Cherish will only be the second in her lineage on both sides of the family to not have to push a broom or clean a toilet. Proud of her background, she acknowledged everything provided to her parents so she herself would never know struggle. It so happens that as Hope and Cherish thought of her parents' and grandparents' hard work, she was doing a once-over of her outfit as she waited to be called to the back office of the local grocery store for her first job interview. 
At 16 years old, she only qualified for a bagger position, yet was excited nonetheless to continue the journey towards adulthood. A newly minted driver, she counted this milestone along with others as an essential step to independence. Looking at the clock, she became weary and more nervous as it was seven minutes past her scheduled time. Towards the end of her stretch came out Janine, a not-so-well-aged woman nothing older than 29. Her slouched-over posture didn't match the command for power in her voice. Hope Barrington? She alluded to in her slightly baritone rigidity. Hi, it's Hope and Cherish. <laughs> Whatever, dismissing the correction. Follow me. After taking just a few steps from the waiting room, they arrived to a cramped, overcrowded office. No windows and only a few vents. It felt even more claustrophobic with more than one person inhabiting the space at one of the three desks in the room. So tell me, why did you apply for this job, Hope? Ma'am, my first name is Hope and Cherish. Even more dismissive. What does that even mean? Hope and Cherish recalls the first time her dad told her the story of her first name. A young yet inquisitive six-year-old finally got her wish to know the uniqueness behind the moniker. To hope and to cherish was a central part of our wedding vows, he quoted. When you were born, it took us back to that special moment when we started our family. We knew that we wanted each of our children to remind us of the day we took our first steps as husband and wife. You were our firstborn. The N of your name is for Nicholas, the great-grandfather you never met, yet remind us so much of. Nicholas III, her father, would always finish the story with, never allow anyone to shorten your name unless you grant them that access, and be sure it's someone who has earned that right. The stranger sitting across from her who took too much comfort in shortening her name at first meeting was definitely someone who was yet even an acquaintance. Uh, an acquaintance. What kind of name is that anyway? Hope and Cherish didn't see the need to answer. Janine went on to incorrectly cite her potential future supervisee's name 12 times. Hope and Cherish took it upon herself to take note. Why do I want this job? I really like coming to shop here with my mom and dad, and I want to make sure that others have as pleasant of an experience. What kind of answer is that? I was expecting you to say spending money for some new high-priced sneakers or even some cash to help your mama out. Janine was too quick to assume projecting a life she only knew of from television onto a dark-skinned girl with a beautiful lush bush of coily ringlets framing her heart-shaped face. Unsure of where to place where she lives, given her obscure address and a last name that deviated from the typical Jones, Johnson, or Smith. The store is in a suburb, one that Janine was not yet thought proudly to assume origin, given her porcelain complexion and her crystal blue eyes. She didn't realize that Hope and Cherish walked only 10 minutes from her own front door to the hallway outside of her office. Her hardened eyes told a much different story. Following the awkward 37-minute back and forth, Hope and Cherish was offered the job right on the spot. She thanked Janine for her time, but asked for some of her own to think about the offer. $11.50 an hour at 10 to 15 hours a week. 
They were quick to promote, so she had the potential to become a cashier and pick up more hours by the end of the summer. On a brisk journey home, Hope and Cherish took note of the value she inherited from each of her family members. Know your worth. She heard it quite often, sometimes with anecdotal evidence and others just citing the three words. Hope and Cherish was proud of what she had been taught and how her family raised her. When she arrived to her Robin's egg blue front door after waving to her dog Junior in the picturesque bay window off of the living room and waving to her mom tending the garden and her dad pulling in from work, she quickly pulled out her cell phone from her jacket pocket to call Janine to rescind the job offer. Thank you so much for joining us for this bonus episode of Black Writers Read. To learn more about Black Writers Read and my other work, please visit my website at www.nicolemyoung.com. Black Writers Read is also on Instagram. There, we post information on upcoming guests and also about my love of the literary arts. Thanks again for your support and ensuring that Black authors continue to matter.